Welcome to Calvary Chapel Sebastian Podcast. We hope that you're blessed by this message. But I want to welcome you all here tonight, everyone here at our campus and everyone listening online, and just tell you a happy Thanksgiving. We're glad that you're here. And Thanksgiving is a time to uh, reflect. It inspires us to have gratitude and thankfulness. It's a time for us to remember as a family all that God has done for each and every one of us, right, in our lives. Thankfulness will help us focus our hearts on God and experience great joy. We express gratitude to God, and God gets the glory. Amen? It's all about Him. So if you're taking notes tonight, gratitude and thanksgiving glorifies God. That's what it is. When we have that in our hearts it glorifies God. In 2 Corinthians 4.15, it says this, And God's grace, which we sang about, reaches more and more people. There will be a great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. Amen? Because the glory goes to God. Though through the life, we have a lot of joys, don't we? And we have trials. And we find hope in God. And that's what makes us thankful and grateful. Gratitude helps us to realize where all these things came from. And they all came from God. Our thankfulness and gratitude glorifies God. But the path to thankfulness sometimes is complicated, isn't it? Sometimes it can be tough. And it says here in... um, James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, it says this. Consider it pure, pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Do we do that? It's not easy, is it? But consider it pure joy when you face many trials. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. It's not always easy to give thanks when we're going through these trials in life. But this is the very thing that we must do to see God's will accomplished in our lives. God wants us to go through trials sometimes, and he allows those trials, but during that we grow. And we know that when we grow, it's painful, isn't it? It is painful. But God will accomplish so much in our lives. And we need to be thankful. We need to focus our hearts and experience that joy. As you anticipate this time with your loved ones and spending time with your family, that's why it's so important that tonight we got together as a church family that we all celebrate tonight and remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and give thanks to Him for our families, our church family, and everything we have. We should always be joyful. We should express gratitude to God, thanking Him for everything that we have. And like I said, as a church family, that's why we're here tonight. Be thankful for the meal that you will have tomorrow. And yes, of course, be thankful for football. What's Thanksgiving without football, right? 
but discover how to go beyond all the food and football and glorify God this Thanksgiving. So how do we do that? How do you do that? Well, if you have your Bibles, we'll be in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. And I'll give you a minute to get there. And if you need a Bible, I didn't do this at the beginning, but if you need a Bible, if you'd raise your hand, we can get a guest services to put one in your hand. But I'm going to go ahead and read it. And it says this. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank God for you because of his grace given to you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way. That's a pretty amazing verse, isn't it? We've been enriched in every way because of the grace that God has given us through his son. And I want us to just take a moment to think about that grace. Think about where we were before we came to Christ, before we knew him, and before we had that grace. And for us to look forward, if you're taking notes, I'd like you to write this down. We must remember the past to move ahead to the future. We must remember who we were before we came to Christ and before God did all these amazing things for us. And Paul opens this with just an amazing greeting. He says, grace and peace. Paul puts these two ideas together, putting grace first, because you cannot experience true peace without the grace of God. We can't understand it, what it actually means to have peace without receiving the grace from our Lord. Now remember, Paul's talking to the church in Corinth right now. And he could have said, I'm thankful for your righteousness. I'm thankful for your faith. But no, Paul couldn't say that, could he? Because they didn't really, they weren't righteous. They didn't have faith. That's why Paul was there writing this letter to him. But he can say, I'm thankful for the grace that God has given you. And we should be that too. And I think about when Paul was writing that, and I think about if he were writing that about me, I think he'd probably be laughing going, I thank God for the grace that was given to you, Craig. Because I need that. And I think we all need that. I think you need it just as well as I do. We all need God's grace each and every day of our lives. And God knows all our situations and all our circumstances all the time. He knew the seriousness of our sin situation. And that's why we give thanks each and every day. And let us never forget that. May we always remember, if you're taking notes, be thankful by remembering what God has already done in your life. Think about what he's already done in your life. That amazing grace that we received from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God's grace in our life. I have up on the board, I don't know if most of you have seen this, what grace is. Grace is God's riches at Christ's 
expense. And that's what's an amazing grace. He sacrificed his son so all of us could be in that perfect relationship with him. And it's important for all of us to recall the past and know who we are as Christ followers. And where we came from spiritually, spiritually we were dead. And now we're a new creation in Christ because of what he did for us on the Christ. But why should we go over this? Why should we look at things that has already happened? Because by doing so, it's evidence of God's grace and love in our lives. That's what it's about. Remembering what God has already done for us, his love given through Jesus Christ on the cross. God's work in our lives will inspire us to have gratitude all the time for what he's done. Trust in the Lord always, for he knows what we need each and every day. He knows all the needs of our life, now and forever. If you're taking notes, thankfulness and gratitude deepens our faith. When we're thankful and we're grateful to God, it deepens our faith. Keeping a record of God's past faithfulness is a faith boost when we face new difficulties, isn't it? How many times do we go back and look at the, our answered prayers and we see those and we see God working in our lives? And the one thing that's most important about that is God is always faithful even when we're not. Even when we're not, he is so faithful. And we have to remember that grace in our life. Learning to be grateful is much more than our past it's about our immediate circumstances right here and now, how they refine us. Right now, as we go through these trials and we go through these situations, God is refining us through these fires, isn't he not? He's refining each and every one of us. And we need to prioritize what God is doing in our life right now. Each situation our ultimate source of thanksgiving should come from what God has revealed about himself through his word and through the person of Jesus Christ. God is here to fulfill our every spiritual need and our basic needs. And he satisfies our souls in the most caring and loving way. He never leaves us stranded. His word says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. God is always there for us. And that's why it's so amazing, his grace. If you're taking notes, just be thankful for what God is doing right now in your life. Right now. Some of us are on the mountaintop and some of us are in the valley, right? But God's the God of the mountaintop and the God of the valley. He's there always. God is the, the, the God of both. In James 1.12, it says this, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trials because having stood the tests, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Remember, when we go through these tests, we go through these trials, and we stand firm in who we are in Christ Remember, your identity is in Christ. Your identity is not in what you do, where you work, or even who you are except for who you are is in Christ, that new creation in him. 
And his word says that he promises us. We live by the promises of God, not by the explanations of the world. So if you're taking notes, trust what God is doing in your life right now. Trust the process. We may not understand the process. We don't need to. So many times when I go to God and I tell him, God, I don't understand what's going on. And what I call him is a spiritual smackdown. I get that spiritual smackdown where he says, Craig, I don't need you to understand everything. All I need you to do is believe in me and trust me. Trust me. Trust the process. And this is how we take our faith to the next level. We grow in our faith. We increase our faith by doing this. Thanksgiving has a great power to bring joy and break the power of the enemy. Whenever you give thanks to God, despite the most difficult circumstances, the enemy loses a big battle in your life. When you give thanks during difficulty, it brings pleasure to God. He's looking for Christ followers who live in a realm of praise and thanksgiving where the enemy has no longer has the ability to have a hold on them or manipulate their lives. Satan is defeated when we have a thankful heart because thankfulness during difficulty is a sacrifice that is pleasing to God. It's tough for us, but it's pleasing to God. And I just want to ask you, are you thankful right now in your present circumstances? What's going on right now in your life? I'm going to tell you a quick story. How many of you have ever heard of Corey Ten Boone? So you guys might know this story, but I'm going to, I think it was very appropriate for tonight. But Corey Ten Boone was in a Nazi concentration camp in World War II. And her and her sister, Betsy, were in this uh, Nazi concentration camp called Ravensbrück, and it was terribly overcrowded. There were so many people in there, and their barracks were flea-ridden. They had fleas all over the place. But they had miraculously been able to smuggle a Bible in with them, which was amazing in itself. And they were able to read the Bible, and they read this passage that says, we need to give thanks to God for everything, and God can use it for our good. Well, her sister Betsy decided that meant giving thanks to God for the fleas. Thanking God for the fleas. And Corey said, that's too much. I, I can't do that. I cannot thank God for these fleas. But Betsy insisted that she do it. So Corey finally gave in. And she started praying and thanking God for even those fleas. Over the next several months, a wonderful but curious thing happened. They found that the guards never entered their barracks. This meant that the women were not assaulted. They were not abused. It also meant that they were able to do the unthinkable and hold open Bible studies. They were able to pray, have open prayer meetings in the camp. And so many women gave their lives to Christ.
And only at the end did they discover why the guards had left them alone and would not enter their barracks. It was because of the fleas. Those fleas that are in your life right now. Sometimes they can be aggravating, can't they? Even in the darkest times, there is still something to be thankful for. Jesus is guiding us down the right path if we allow him to and we follow him and let him show us the way. This Thanksgiving, give thanks to God for everything in your life. Have a heart of gratitude and thank God for everything, even the circumstances that are happening right now. Also, thank him for how he will use all these things for the good. Trust him and trust the process. In James 1.17, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, even the fleas. Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows? In a time when many are facing physical and emotional challenges, things changing all the time, uncertainty all around us, our Heavenly Father does not change at all. Trust in Him. Be at peace with your life at the hardships that you may be facing in this moment because the Lord will never put something in your path that you can't handle. In Colossians 3.15, it says it like this. The peace of Christ must control your hearts, a peace into which you are called in one body, in one family like we're here tonight, and be thankful people. But when you feel those challenges come and you feel all these things pressing against you, take a, take a moment and remember the fleas of Ravensbrook. And remember the fleas in your life. And thank God for what's going on in your life right now. And trust the process that he is sovereign, he's on his throne, and he's in control of everything. And as we let our thankfulness rise to him, it springs from an understanding of who God is in his character. And knowing what God will do in our life. We know what he's done by remembering the past. We look at what he's doing, but he's also going to do great things for us, correct? In Psalms 20, 28, 7, it says, The Lord is my strength, my shield. My heart trusts him. I was helped. My heart rejoiced, and I thank him with a song. Despite present difficulties, we take joy in knowing of God's salvation for us. We tend to judge everything in our own limited perspective, don't we? It's only what we can see, only what we can think about, the here and now. But God rules over all space and time. He's the Alpha and the Omega, and it means that he created the world and everything in it for his glory. And he directs everything for his purpose. Everything about God is great. It's incomparable. And he never forgets. And he never fails us. As we're told in the book of Hebrews, we are receiving 
an unshakable kingdom. That's what we have to look forward to. An unshakable kingdom. It's not about our perspective of what's happening right now, but we give thanks for right now, but we look to the future on what God will do. This means we can look past our past. We can look to our immediate future and say, I'm looking towards the future, and that's what we're thankful for, thankful for what God will do. We pray in expectation of what God's going to do in our lives, the mountains that he's going to move. When we have those mountain-moving prayers, only God can move those mountains, and when God moves those mountains, God gets the glory. And that's what it's all about. As we look toward the kingdom of heaven that we're inheriting, we can trust it. We can trust what God says. And this should cause us to be thankful all the time. And it should just well up from within us, knowing that we're victorious in Christ. And in the end, we win, right? We look at what he's done, we're looking at right now, but in the end, we win. That's amen. That's an amen moment because we do. We look forward to that. And when we enter heaven at the end of our days, be thankful for your time on earth. Not everyone is given a chance to grow old. So appreciate and thank God for every single day of your life. In Psalms 100 verse 4, it says this. Enter his gates with thanks. Enter his courtyards with praise. Thank him and bless his name. So when we enter the gates of heaven, just want to make one thing clear. We learned this recently. Heaven is not the prize. The prize is Jesus. The prize is not heaven. The prize is Jesus. We bless his name when we enter heaven and we're in the presence of our Lord and Savior. That's what God will do for us. He will do that. The prize is Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Sebastian podcast channel. If this message impacted your life, we encourage you to share it with a friend. We're located at 1251 Sebastian Boulevard, just northeast of Intersection 90th Avenue and State Road 512 in Sebastian, Florida. Our service times are Saturday evening at 6 p.m., Sunday morning at 1045 a.m., and Wednesdays at 630 p.m.